Hi, and welcome to Sustainability Explored, a podcast on sustainability and innovation in business and economy, a safe and friendly place to learn more about sustainability across industries. My name is Anna, and I am the podcast host of this show. Every week, I invite one professional in the field to share groundbreaking ideas on sustainability in certain sphere, shed light on complicated concepts and give some guidance on how to actually implement sustainability. This is episode number 25, it's the start of season 3, and today we have a, so to say, impactful discussion coming up with Giovanna Jagger, a CEO of Panoptic Global Solutions, co-founder and head of business development at Woken Up. This is a social media that brings together on a single platform the people, organizations, financial resources, uh, data and intelligence to work together towards 17 sustainable development goals of the United Nations. And she is also acting as an ambassador for meaningful business. Why impactful? Because today we're going to talk about how companies grow and cultivate the culture of long-lasting impact and purpose how to integrate the sustainability strategy and what role the leadership has to play in it. Giovanna says that every company she has ever worked with wants to grow, to make a positive impact and leave a legacy. Over the years, she has designed business development strategies that help organizations, no matter their size, to grow ethically and sustainably. And when she develops these strategies, she looks at the most cost-effective way to grow and always looks to ensure that purpose is a key aspect of everything, everything we do. Giovanna, as a strong sustainability leader, believes and values collaboration as she is a strong advocate of giving as many people as possible the opportunity to learn, grow and develop. I'm very excited and happy to interview Giovanna today. Join this audio journey of ours and let's get it started. There we go. So hi, Giovanna. Super happy Hello. to have you on my podcast today. So as you know, today we're talking about strategy, positive impact in the corporation and sustainability integration in the business processes. So I checked your LinkedIn profile. I know that you are currently involved in correct me if I'm wrong, three positions. You are the CEO of Panoptic Global Solutions, a head of right. business operations at the Woken Up platform. We'll get to that in a second. And now even more, ambassador for meaningful business and women to watch 2020. Throughout your um, career and in your bio, I read that you are very much about impact and purpose. Mm -hmm in business yes. and sustainability and corporate social responsibility. How did right. you find your purpose? Was it something you studied? Was it some event that influenced you and your career choice? And what is your why in sustainability? Absolutely. Just one small correction about my role within Woken Up is um, the head of business development, because uh, we do have a head of business mm -hmm. in, in operations. <laughs> so it was mentioning that. So how I became more involved and interested in what impact and purpose means is I started working in CSR while looking at data through CSR platforms. And really, I came from the tech and reporting side of things, if you like. And I started to realize the importance of data to be able to demonstrate impact indeed, and to also turn that into a 
business case so the leadership would acknowledge the need for those projects to exist as part of the, the business structure and the business for, uh, strategy overall but also what in that represented in terms of giving back to society and that included obviously the employees which tend in, the, in return uh, that look like a positive staff retention level and also looking at the perception that uh, this the society had on that brand as such and my interest really started to grow as I became more and more involved in working with different businesses as I met them in, the, in different parts of the journey. And to understand the desire and the intent they had to really, really impact the life of people. So when I, when I got that close to the detail, I understood the, the, what it actually meant, the term of beneficiary meant. Um, if you haven't worked in corporate responsibility, you see, um, that sort of things as something that normally relates to perhaps volunteer or giving and it seems like a distant thing from you it looks like a story that it has nothing to do with you perhaps you see an ad perhaps you hear stories but you don't feel very close to it but once you start to get close to to csr you realize that not only do you need to help organizations to do that well so it impacts more beneficiaries but also to take other stakeholders through that journey so they also realize that all of this approaching corporate responsibility is actually social responsibility and impact, and we can all be part of that journey. Right. What kind do you think of role the top management of the company has to play in it? Do you have to convince anyone to implement the corporate social responsibility actions? Do they maybe go after you? Because in my career, I, have, I had polarly different um, approaches and i had to fight you know to let me do something positive while the yeah. top management was saying no 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 like relax we don't need it we are not about that yeah. well interestingly because i started my career in csr through csr platforms and stuff which involved uh, the sales process of the you know the sales part of that which meant i had to go and convince people to buy a product that would help them demonstrate to everybody how good they are, are doing good uh, interestingly, interestingly, what I found is I started to look at things from the other side. Rather than me going in as a potential supplier and saying, this is going to help you, I started to develop a different approach to it. and started to listen more to the leaders and the leadership of organizations and realized that we look at organizations uh, in big brands especially the same way we look at the government. We, we expect them to resolve a lot of our problems because they have the well we assume they have the ability to give they should give and the bigger they are the more we expect from them but i i heard someone give a testimony as part of a panel and they represent a really really well-known financial institution globally and they one of the things that they said as a kind of a, a comment they said yes we are a bank but we don't have money to give away and i understood that and i got it it kind of sunk in and and i thought we need to help them as much as we want them to help society. We in the CSR community take, need to take responsibility to understand what part of the journey they're at, to be able to find the solution that will fit that, you know, that specific case and then work with them. If that looks like a consultant or a CSR platform or a strategy or anything else, then we should be able to work, you know, to play that part with them and then help them. So to answer your question, have I had to be part of a perhaps um, 
convince the leadership to come on board with the CSR team. Yes, up to a level, but at the same time, I've had to turn around and say, actually, we also need to listen to them and see what pressures are there on there where we can help them too. Right. Uh, listen to their pain, right? Yeah, and, and understand what, what pains them. Uh, speaking of the bank or the examples that you mentioned now, like we don't have any spare money. Are there any ways except for money, maybe time, volunteering time, or share with me some interesting examples from your experience of the CSR activities implemented with the businesses that's you actually, work with? Yeah, that's a really good question because um, the most traditional way of giving back to society has always been assumed to be give back through charity giving or uh, invest in some sort of projects that where they perceive will, you know, they will be giving back as such. But in reality, what we need to look at is the most um, efficient and cost-effective way to give back to society has to be where everybody benefits. If you look at the UN Sustainable Goals, the, one of the important you know, the premises of it is that we need to have a, a, a society that has enough to give. So we all have to look at that as in a responsible manner. So there's a couple of organizations that I've had uh, contact with in the last 10 years that I have come to terms with one simple fact. When they set up volunteering initiatives for the staff, and they, they therefore start to work with nonprofits to come and offer those opportunities for the staff to volunteer, more often than not, their staff, the more they have, this happens more often, um, they think, okay, this is an opportunity for me to volunteer, but I'm actually not aligned to that charity. I'd rather have my time, you know, given to a charity that matters to me. So they want that, that, that process to be more personal, more personalized as well. So what I like the approach they're taking where they've recognized this is more, um, this would be more valuable if we were to utilize the existing skills whether it's professional skills or give your time rather than money. So there's a number of uh, potential ways to do that. I believe that there isn't a wrong way and a right way. I think the organizations and nonprofits have to work together to be able to assess what would work best for everyone. And for that to happen, you need to take the real community approach, the real SDG 17 approach, where everybody assesses what they're good at, good at ways that they have capacity and then give in that way mm -hmm. that brings me to uh, to the next question is woken up platform i know we will be talking about that uh, in detail uh, in the next episode <laughs> a small yeah. teaser teaser to the listeners for the listeners yeah. but the question is how do you connect the needs of some one party imaginary we don't know which one and what other party can give, let's, let's say a bank, and let's yes. say not money, but time and professional skills of the bank employee, how do you connect it to some other, with some other party? Is the platform that you set up recently and launched, uh, the Woken Up, is some kind of that platform, or how does it work? So uh, Woken Up, um, I'll give you a background on Woken Up as a, as a tool, as uh, an answer to a lot of issues that we've had in the corporate and social responsibility area. But also uh, the second part of that question is really, what's the best way to approach need and resource? I would suggest that need and resource will be, will be able to be much better when people listen to 
each other. Now, if you think about the process and the you've got the corporate creating a strategy for corporate responsibility where they really do want to give back and they can be very, very creative in that uh, in that sense. And therefore, they will be reaching out to nonprofits where, that can align themselves to that strategy. And what now we all have in common is the UN SDGs. So if we park that for a second and look at the UN SDGs and the different stakeholders that are participants in who can create impact and deliver towards those SDGs, the answer for, to that is every single human being on the planet, whether they're a corporate, individual, NGO, everybody can contribute towards the SDGs. I think the answer to both would be is when people realize that they don't have to depend on either NGOs or nonprofits or other organizations or the corporates or the employers, they don't have to depend on anyone if they want to give back to society. I think the current climate that we're living demonstrates that because imagine if the community where we all live waited until someone came and organized them to help each other, how long would that take? It would be absurd. Now, there is an aspect of the need to scale that up. So if you look at how Woken Up works, Woken Up has been built as a uh, social media platform purposely. And the reason for that is that our CEO, um, TJ coming up there, uh, has a very clear vision of why there is a need to have a social media platform that has a completely different approach to how we live our lives. And uh, we always talk about the past 10 years being a selfie decade, where we look at, you know, we want to demonstrate how much we do, how much we have, what we eat, what we share, and that's perfectly fine. But there's an aspect from human nature that wants to give back, and it's the causes that are in our heart that are the ones we want to start to um, give a space and environment for people to do that in, in Woken Up. So Woken Up, if you align it with what we're discussing, which is how do we match resource and need, is precisely through that platform where people come together and discuss those important matters. So uh, uh, nonprofits will be able to say, we need help with this, individuals where we would say the same thing and then others will respond with the answer of i can help you with this and then we start to collaborate and build that society differently i know it's a very ambitious goal but i don't think it's impossible especially in the light of what we're seeing now right in one of your recent uh, articles on linkedin i read mm -hmm. you say uh, we need a very strong economy for CSR working for all, for, for the CSR mm -hmm. to work for all. Now, you know, obviously, for obvious reasons, um, many states are in lockdown, the coronavirus mm -hmm. is wa walking freely, uh, and that drags economy down pretty much everywhere. Yeah. My question is, you know, CSR as I see it, from where I am sitting in Ukraine, has been kind of... Um, a luxury toy to play there is business mm -hmm. and you know we're big big guys we're making money csr is for if you if you have an excess of your resource and if you want to you know to look better to enhance your reputation it's not obligatory as far as i know yeah. anywhere so it's a fun thing to have a fun a nice thing to to spare with the society so only those businesses that had the luxury to, to place themselves in this A league of CSR active and responsible players of the market. With what is happening now and how 
actively hour by hour the situation changes how do you yeah. project in the future the csr will it get stronger will the businesses change maybe their mentality and think more of it or will it still be a luxury thing to play with and more more and more businesses will get stringy about that like no we're not yeah even. yeah that's a really good question actually given that we're uh, all looking at how the the entire situation is going to impact the economy and i do believe that whether it's this or any other situation there is something that has happened without anybody teaching people how to react to this is the incredibly rapid response in building communities uh, to try and support each other and i have seen responses from large businesses that i didn't expect which i find incredibly positive i've also seen some other organizations that are continuing to advertise their services and products like nothing is happening i do not that happened i wouldn't dare to say i know what's going to happen in the next hour the next 10 years but i do believe that every day we have a choice on how we react to a situation i think that you're right in saying that um in the past uh decade perhaps csr has been seen as a luxury or something and, and something that is more related to marketing pr and communications that you can live or take if you took looking at the communications piece of course it probably was considered a luxury but now if you look at the true meaning of corporate and social responsibility, it really does call for all organizations, no matter what size, to realize that without people, their businesses won't go anywhere. So that they have a responsibility to give back to society. In case of emergencies like this, in situations where we're under stress as a, as a as globally, as a, you know, everybody's going through all this, it is when we look at what do we have to give and let's just break that down into a bit more um, specific, specific case. If a family of four have enough to eat for a week together, and then a family of two come at the door and say, can you help us? That's when you make the choice. Who will eat from what you have to offer? Will you share or will you not? And that will determine how long that goes on for. Thankfully, we're not at that point, but and it's difficult to say what that, what that would look like in, if it happened. But at the moment, right now where we are, what we need to do is reassess where we are as communities, we, I believe so anyway, uh, and look at what does it mean for an organization to give back. And someone actually said in the last uh, week, we look back at what, how much community has done for us and it's time to give back. So giving back responsibly is part of the exactly the point I made in my article, which is if you give back responsibly, you will maintain a balance. If you give back what you don't have, then you don't maintain a balance. If you give back more because you want to demonstrate that you're giving more, then you're definitely not maintaining a balance. Not right. giving anything back is just as negative. So I think giving responsibly is just a bigger part as uh, the entire concept of corporate responsibility. As mm -hmm be living a sustainable life in essence right it's like um, in the aircraft first put a mask on yourself then help a child or a neighbor exactly mm -hmm. you keep saying give back responsibly but to give back mm -hmm. responsibly and meaningfully one has to have at least some sort of a strategy mm, without going in extremes what yeah. 
you, you have a lot of experience in drafting the strategies for organizations in the sustainability strategies. Uh, what would you say are the main starting points and the main key components of a good strategy? Where to look at, who to talk to in the organization to make it um, solid, meaningful and sustainable and, you know, applicable also? Yeah, interestingly, the, the way I learned how to produce a strong uh, strategy for sustainability or social impact of volunteering has very much come from how a platform works. So a tech solution doesn't work if you don't have certain aspects of it in it uh, to be able to come to life as such and then produce good and strong reports. If you look at how I think a strategy should be built, you need to look at the areas you want to impact, which in a platform are called regions or a business units or whatever structure you have in there. Then you've got your user levels, so understanding roles and responsibilities within that strategy and who is meant to do what. So when people assume those roles and responsibilities, then they know their own and manage their own timelines and expectations and data responsibility. So that means that within a strategy, you can do exactly the same thing. If every, uh, everyone in a team has something to do, they need to deliver for that to happen. So that's taking responsibility. And then of course you have um, the indicators, which are the aspects that are the, the goals and the targets. So if you are all aiming at reducing hunger, then we're all going to be working towards those goals. And then if we break it down into what that means in terms of indicators and more granular data, it's exactly the same in a strategy. We all need to have a clear understanding of that and how that complement, you know, it becomes a, a whole deliverable, a package of such is when you have a clear view of how you're going to communicate that. Because if you don't tell anybody how all the good you're doing, you might as well have a diamond under the table constantly. No one can see it, no one's going to appreciate it, no one's going to value it, and no one's going to think it's a good idea to have it. And diamond is probably not a good example right now, but thinking about that communication piece is important because then you start to demonstrate to the world what you're doing. And that is not a, a, an approach where you want to tell the world how good you are. What you're doing is taking the next step in leadership. If you do need to lead by example as an organization and you want to demonstrate to the world how is it possible to do that through your reporting and your communication piece. And for that to work, you know, if we look back at what I, how I described, the components need to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, is one CSR specialist or sustainability specialist in the organization enough or there must be a team of them? How, how to make them work together then? Yeah, I don't think there's such a thing as one a one person team because first of all, uh, just logic tells you, you can't audit your own work. You don't know when you're making a mistake, especially if you're caught in a in a situation where you're constantly reviewing the same data time and time again or strategy. I think a team work comes uh, as a massive part of, for, for this to be successful. Um, if, if, I, if someone said to me, describe your dream team for a corporate responsibility strategy, there's even an aspect of inviting external stakeholders that will bring a different perception of the requirements and the needs from beneficiaries, from perception from competitors for and otherwise how can you benchmark as well what you're doing so i uh, i've worked with uh, csr teams that were a team of one i've seen the pressure they're on there i've seen the lack of support and budget that they had and they delivered the best they could 
And that's probably what drew me closer to the CSR teams as individuals. And I, I started to get very, you know, I'm very fond of people that work in CSR because of that passion they have. But they're not superhumans. They have to have help. They have to have a couple of eyes that audit what they're doing so they can deliver something positive. So they, I guess the short answer is definitely no. You can't have one person doing that. That seems difficult. If you look at the way I set up an Optic Global Solutions, my consultancy, I could have done a lot of the work myself for a number of uh, reasons. But the reality is I don't want to. I want people to help me and compliment me and sometimes correct me. Right. How big is your team? So in the, within the Plasmaloti Global Solutions, we don't have employees as such. We work with collaborators. And these collaborators are associate consultants or partners. So, for example, the consultancy that we partner from Switzerland has a very specific um, knowledge in certain projects that they worked on within Europe and Latin America. One of our associate consultants in, in uh, the UK actually comes from Spain, and he has a very specific, very strong knowledge on uh, human rights and women's rights. So things that I recognize that I wish I had lived a longer life and I wish I'd spent more time in CSR so I could enhance my knowledge, which I'm constantly doing. But even if I did that and dedicated myself to academia, they, I wouldn't be able to cover all the aspects that my colleagues do. And therefore, together, we're stronger and we can take better solutions to corporate and other organizations. Right. Together, we are stronger. I saw it in your profile. Right. Made me think yeah, of... Yeah, I firmly uh, believe that. <laughs> yeah, made me think of together, we never walk alone. Speaking yeah. of the impact, how do you measure impact? Is it even possible to set KPIs and sustainability for you? Is it an exact science like math or a more creative one? I think it's a mixture of uh, very robust data that is necessary. I work with the most sophisticated platform I've ever worked with, had a really good framework uh, to be able to measure impact. And I thought that was very, very successful. I saw a couple of very good examples of what that looks like. But um, when you scale a project and you have, uh, rather than 10 beneficiaries, you have a thousand, you, you start to change the way you uh, measure impact and you do have to become creative. And depending on whether you want to look at quantitative or qualitative data, you can represent that in a number of ways. All of that can be channeled through a slightly different approach, which I've discovered recently through working with a potential partner that is coming to talk to us about how to, to deliver that to a different organization. And is capturing a, a number of stories and turning that into short videos where people can actually hear the voices of individuals in terms of impact. And we're not looking at following someone in terms of uh, from the day they were born to the day they, they passed away. It's not that sort of story. It's about why would an organization that has given time or money or whatever the project is, would life. It, sometimes we look at it as a very complicated, mysterious thing. But if you actually listen to the beneficiaries, is where I've realized there's the impact story. And that's the one that should be told time and time again. There is a very uh, lovely example that I saw for Change Now, or Change, I think it's called Change Now. Yes, Change Now, the organization that brings people uh, from the streets, so homeless people, and they give them, give them opportunities to become baristas. Now, that to me is impact, demonstrated very easily, captured in a, more sim in a very simple way, and it touched me. It moved me so much that I thought, I need to do something for this organization because they're really making a difference. 
And if you think about who they've impacted, yes, the homeless person that, has, that now has a different life, but it's impacted me, it's changed me. It made me think about all the stakeholders differently. Right. Um, speaking of the impact uh, and, and the culture, culture of impact and purpose in the organization, where does it start? It, does it start with the top management? Can it be started with some random employee on the, one of the lowest positions in the company? Is it a PR and marketing uh, department that is cultivating the culture of impact? What is it from your experience? Yeah, I think, um, and I said this humbly, I really believe that it's everybody's responsibility to be corporate, to have, to have that corporate responsibility and social impact and social responsibility in them. And I believe that begins with the day you realize that you are more uh, um, fortunate than others. So as an employee of businesses that I have been in the past and as a consultant right now, I can say to you that I probably have had more opportunities than other people. And therefore I should look and you know figure out the way to give back. Now, when you're part of a large organization, and you have a really good idea of how to be back, give back to society. If there isn't room or, a, or an environment that the corporate sets up for you to be able to voice your ideas, then I, I think that is, that, that's where things fail. So I believe it's 50-50. When I say 50-50, I mean that the corporates need to have the agenda. They need to, that needs to exist. There needs to be room for ideas to go in into the uh, strategy. There needs to be someone who understands what it means for an employee to come and say, I have an idea, how can we give to this charity? Or I have an idea about initiatives. Um, and at the same time, I do think that if you're in a position of leadership in an organization, you need to also put yourself in the shoes of an employee. Not, don't forget where you started from and come up with those ideas yourself and don't expect others to do that work. So I have a very um, equal, equal view of that. I think everybody has the same responsibility, just some are gonna be able to have the, say, the approval, uh, I guess the approval ability or the budget signing off ability. So we all play a part, we absolutely all play a part. Mm -hmm. Right, one final question. Mm -hmm. One piece of advice for the listeners of Sustainability Export, because I know I could be talking to you where, as I said in the beginning of our conversation, of our pre-conversation, we are very much similar in our approaches and the philosophical um, you know, take on uh, sustainability mm -hmm. and corporate social uh, responsibility. So I could talk to you uh, hours on end, but time is time and I promised you not more than half an hour. So. One piece of advice, if you could share um, with the listeners, keeping in mind that you know we are about sustainability, how to make an impact, where to start, maybe you know, yeah. what do you feel like sharing um, right now? My uh, advice would always be start where you are at. Do not get discouraged by my organization doesn't have that or my neighborhood doesn't do that, or the local council or the local government doesn't do that. Start where you are now. Look at what, what tools you have within you that, that where you can give back. If the reality is that you're restricted by time or distance, whatever happens, 
be creative. We live in a digital world right now where there are a number of different groups and associations that are constantly asking for support. I personally don't have the capacity to go out to and uh, do mentoring face-to-face -face as regularly as I would like to. So what I did is, and this is just one example, and it's, I'm very, very happy about it. Um, I approached an organization that offers the opportunity to volunteer uh, by giving your time mentoring certain individuals virtually. And you never have to meet them face-to-face -face if you don't have the capacity. And the, um, the social enterprise that I also represent as director of impact offers precisely that because we realize that we need to approach the virtual life, you know, the digital world that we live in and the virtual life that we have in a more um, corporate and social impact responsibility manner, if you like. So be creative, find ways that fit in within your lifestyle, but don't forget that if you don't do it, nobody's gonna come and knock at the door and say, can you do it? So it's within us, just let it happen and don't get held back by the things that are not happening the way you want them to happen. If you keep pushing, they will happen. We have seen change in sustainability and corporate responsibility over the last 10 years and more is coming. Super, I'm very pleased to hear these encouraging words to sum up boldness, courage, and yeah, I don't know, attacking. Like, you know, you have to be a little bit even dangerous with yourself yeah. to, to approach sustainability in a sustainable manner. Thank you very yeah. much, Giovanna, for your time, for sharing your words of wisdom, and um, happy to, to stay in touch with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, and thanks for the listeners uh, as well. Ciao. If you like this episode, if you learned something new today, I invite you to check other episodes out too. In particular, in the episode number three, I talked about corporate sustainability. In the episode number four, for example, corporate environmental and social policy and how to draft one, what to include if you want this policy work for your corporation. The episode number five is another um, episode related to the one you, you've just heard on the stakeholders engagement where I share my own practical from the experience hands-on um, you know tips and tricks on the stakeholders engagement in green corporation or organization in the episode number seven uh, corporate social responsibility is it the new norm today or is it the luxury as we just discussed with Giovanna so at least four episodes three four five and seven on this channel sustainability explored uh, are for you to to check out if you are interested if you like the podcast in general don't forget to subscribe not to miss any new episodes that are out every Thursday uh, share, review, and rate on the platform you're listening on. We're now available on more than 30 platforms, 37 or 38, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this will help other people discover the podcast and learn something new about sustainability and pro probably, um, you know, set them on the right path towards uh, sustainable development. If you have any questions um, for me or for Giovanna, please reach out to me or her on LinkedIn. Thank you very much for listening, for being with us today, and until next time, next Thursday. Until then, take care. Um, 
especially at these troubled times and stay sustainable. Goodbye.